Now, let's get back to the uh, this story about uh, universities and tuition, because if you if you forgot, State Rep Mark Fincham uh, is, uh, he's in, he wants to, intro, I, don't, I can't really, there's all these legal jargon things, right? He's introducing a bill or he wants to get support for the bill. I think that's what it is. He wants to get support for the bill uh, that would oversee the Arizona Board of Regents. Uh, and instead of just, uh, because they, they just let the universities do whatever the hell they want, it seems like. And we, he wants basically one, one group to oversee each university, NAU, U of A, ASU, and make them accountable, more accountable for what they do. Because this spending and this whole stuff, this is just out of control, out of control. And state rep Mark Fincham joins us now from I-10 somewhere. How you doing, Mark? I'm good, Garrett. How are you this morning? I'm doing all right, man. I'm fired up. I, I, you know, this story uh, I, about ASU, what the heck, $35 million they're spending on this? I think they're purposely trying to make me have a stroke. <laughs> they're trying to get rid of you. They're putting a hit on you. I, I guess. Kind of oh the indirect God. thing. Yeah, so I know that ASU has had uh, an East Coast office for a while, which I... You know, the, the constitutional charge of the university system is to offer a university education to Arizona kids for as nearly free as possible. That's what it says in our Constitution. Yep. And I, I the this is not a matter of, of education, quite frankly. The bill that you referenced is a bill that I had talked to you about a while back. Uh, it was not heard in the House. We found a vehicle uh, in order to have it heard over the Senate. It will be heard this morning sometime between 9 and 9.30. So if people want to want to see what's going on, they can. Uh, there's an access point uh, on local television. They can actually watch the hearing. Uh, but essentially what it does is it restructures the Arizona Board of Regents, who is supposed to be the regulatory oversight board for all the universities. Now, I, I, I was stunned as as I usually am when I start looking into various aspects of the state budget, they receive, ABOR, which is Arizona Board of Regents, receives uh, roughly $2.5 million in general fund uh, funding for operations for oversight of the universities. Well, I also come to find out that they receive roughly $13.5 million from the universities themselves for services. What? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand why an organization that is supposed to be providing regulatory oversight of a state agency, which is what universities are essentially, needs to have $15, $16 million and a full-time equivalent headcount of 30 to 40 people. I, I, that just that boggles my mind. And when I first introduced a, a version of this bill last year, my phone rang off the hook of people in support of reining in universities, reining in university foundations. Uh, this whole, you want to talk about a swamp, this is a swamp. This is part of Arizona's swamp, uh, where money that could be going for meeting our first mission, which is what I referenced earlier, if the university foundation wants to raise money to push down the cost of tuition, good on them. But some of the things that they have done, which when we first, for example, university leasing, the university buys a piece of land or has a piece of land given to them, they kick everybody out, they build competitive businesses, they give them a tax exemption, and they reap all the money. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, well, hold on. You're not supposed to be in private enterprise. You're supposed to be 
delivering an education. Well, hang on, so let me let me, hang on, let me let me stop you right there real quick because again, yeah, I saw reports that the building was bought by University Realty LLC with help yeah. from a thirty-five million dollar tax exempt bond sponsored yeah. by the city of Tempe. And University yeah. Re- Realty was part of a program that was uh, created to make money for ASU right. in 2016 called ASU Enterprise Partners. Right. And they still come, by the way, ASU still comes back to us every year and wants more money from the general fund. Oh, my. And, and, well, and they still make their own money. What are you doing with the money you're already taking? Yes. And why are so, they paying? I mean, this makes money. Why, like you said, you're making news. Why are they paying the group of people that are supposed to regulate them? That right there is a conflict of interest. Well, the people who are regulating them are demanding payment. It's not as though they're giving it voluntarily. What? And what are they yeah. using? Any, do you have any idea? Again, I know you're trying to figure this out. Any idea what they're using the money for? This is 40 people, right, at the Arizona Border of uh, Regents? 40 people? Sir, uh, regulatory oversight. That, I mean, we look at, uh, for example, some of the happenstances. We had the big university bonding bill a couple of years ago. Uh, in order to try and help uh, build buildings, we were told that, we're, well, we need to help to build buildings so that we can provide the services and, and move to market the things that have been invented here at the universities. Well, I disagree with that, but I went along with it uh, just because they, they are showing an opportunity for Arizona education to benefit from it. Well, okay, but then they turn around. I, the city of Tempe is raising money for another city. That doesn't make sense. No, yeah. Wait, wait, again, so, what, what, is up, what is up with that? Well, I, I think that it's a lack of regulatory oversight. And that's one of the reasons that I have uh, asked uh, Senator Gale Griffin uh, to hear uh, and for Senator Judy Burgess to carry uh, a restructuring bill. Essentially what would happen, the, the bill would put elected officials in as a layer of uh, responsive authority, if you will, mm-hmm. and its leadership. We're talking about the governor, uh, Speaker of the House, President of the Senate, the majority leaders, and the minority leaders. I think the mon- it's important that the minority has a voice at the table, which they, they don't really at this point. But instead of having a bureaucratic leadership team, we have elected officials who are truly accountable to the people. That's the first step. And then you referenced earlier uh, pushing the, the actual regulatory oversight closer to the universities. Uh, and one of the things that we've got to prohibit is this chummy relationship. Oh, come on up to the president's skybox, and we'll wine you and dine you. Mm-hmm. Okay, regulators, uh-uh. That is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Their job is to ask the tough questions. What are you doing with the money? How are you performing academically? What are the things that you're supposed to be doing? How close are you coming to meeting your primary mission? And I just am not convinced. In fact, I haven't been convinced since I arrived at Capitol four years ago that ABOR is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then, of course, we have the, I mean, the, the executive director threatened to sue the legislature if we didn't pass the bonding program. I'm sorry, wait a minute. The legislature is the appropriating authority. We're the ones that are charged with caring for every single dollar that pay, taxpayers pay to the government. You're going to sue us because we're doing our job? Really? 
It's it's so, ridiculous, Mark. And by the way, Mark Fincham, State Rep. Mark Fincham is who you're listening to on KNST AM 790. Um, there's just so much. It's like the wild, wild west. And I'm not all for regulation, but it seems like people are getting uh, compromised. Let's just put it well, that this, way. This is actually the good kind of regulation. This is a regulation that we're supposed to Yes, be we're looking at for taxpayers. This is regulating a state organization. Yes, the this government. Isn't regulating taxpayers. It's regulating the government. This Which is, is reining government in yes. to do what it was originally told to do. So, well, well look at people this. People want to chime in on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I urge them to call the Arizona Senate. Uh, if you go to azledge.gov, that's L-E-G, or azleg.gov, click on Senate, and you'll see a list of members. It gives their phone numbers. Um, I, I just. People got to know what's going on. They need to call the Senate and let them know this is unacceptable. It is. And, and hang on, hang on a second. So we don't know really how much the whole cost was because the building was per- bought by ASU's revenue generator they created. They created an LLC called University Realty. And you, when you were on right. the show with me in studio, you talked about how that they did that. And they were buying up privately owned businesses and privately owned land for university purposes, which then really kind of screws over the state of Arizona, because they don't pay tax because it's owned by the university. They're tax-exempt, but if it was owned by a, if these, these businesses were owned privately, they'd be paying into the tax system for Arizona. So they'd well, pay into K-12. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as to say what? that it's screwing the tax of the state of Arizona. I would well, say that. It's not, that it's not getting teachers more money. coming off the tax roll yes. that would be paying property tax. Exactly. That goes into public schools. Exactly. That goes into paying for public safety. I mean, those are we use property tax in this state to pay for the vast majority of our services. Well, and that's the, so. This this building was bought by University. It says here Realty LLC with help from a thirty five million dollar tax exempt bond. So we don't know how much the university actually paid, along with the thirty five million they received in a tax exempt bond. Right. So by the way, the city of Tempe put up their own taxpayers' money. They took out a bond, so they could so ASU could buy a building in Washington D.C. Again, do Tempe taxpayers know that their tax dollars are being used to help buy a building in Washington, D.C.? Uh, Probably not. That's how it seems. Yeah. That's how it seems. That's, 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 that's pretty crazy. Now, again, uh, and, and what is the beginning? It says, what you know, the Michael Crow said, being in the nation's capital means ASU is better positioned to contribute our ideas, energy, research, and talents to solving some of the biggest challenges facing our nation and the world. Isn't ASU's purpose, it. yeah, isn't ASU's purpose, like you said, supposed to be giving a college education to Arizona students at the cheapest price? Well, that's their constitutional charge. I mean, the thing that drives me nuts about this is this is the same guy, Michael Crow, who told, was, was celebrating, was giddy about the fact that ASU is 17th in the nation when it comes to ranked universities. I've got to believe that the folks in Washington, D.C. know where Arizona is, they know that Arizona State University has a lot of really cool stuff going on. I absolutely, I think it's absolutely assur- absurd to assert that we have to have an office next door to the White House in order to be there so that we can contribute our ideas. They're called telephones. <laughs> Email. Email. Uh, you could even do face-to-face communications. You have WebEx. You have all kinds of things. Well, you could send people on a plane if you need. But, I mean, this is crazy. That, that's right. It's, and, by the way, they have all this really cool technology called Skype and those things. Yeah. So it's a heck of a lot cheaper to maintain the offices and the structures here in Arizona delivering education to our kids 
than it is to have a, quote, presence in the nation's capital. I mean, this is, this is absolutely absurd. Yeah. And I go right back to the Board of Regents does not have a handle on managing the, the franchise, if you will, the business that has become higher education in the state of Arizona. I think it's absolutely out of control. Yeah. Bill that I prof- I have proposed, and we didn't go into this lightly. I mean, we worked on this thing now for two years. Tried to install some checks and balances that are not there today. We have basically stripped the budget off of these folks, pushed the money back to the universities, telling the university presidents and their staff, you are going to be held accountable for your business performances or your business uh, outcomes and for your academic performance. We want to know on both sides of the ledger, where is this going? Are you meeting your, your primary mission of delivering an edu- a quality education as nearly free as possible? And then what are we doing besides that to help pay for it? I think it's, it's criminal that we are, are charging kids fees to replace money that is going off. The other thing that drives me nuts is these are 501c3, the foundations are 501c3 outfits that are paying staff of the 501c3 huge six-figure salaries. Well, wouldn't that money be better put to use for, I don't know, paying for education instead? It would, but when you have friends you want to hook up, apparently, this is like corrupt Washington, D.C. right here. It's just more government. Well, it's program after program after sweet contract. It's just... The system needs a huge overhaul. So again, real quick, uh, are you get you're getting support? More support is building up. More people coming on your side saying yes, something needs to be done. We like your bill. Oh, we've had a lot of people on our side. The the, uh, the chairman of the education committee held the bill. And said, well, I think we need to have another stakeholder meeting after two years of stakeholder meeting. Jeez. I said, well, who would you invite? Well, ASU and U of A, so they could speak up. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. They're the ones being regulated. <laughs> They don't get a seat at the table. So what happened? So did you, you finally, you know, obviously you're getting more well, support, I've, right? Like I said, I found a vehicle, a bill uh, over, a bill that wasn't going to be used, uh, that essentially was passed out of the House, went over the Senate. Um, we found a different solution, a regulatory solution that was a lot more uh, friendly. So we've got a bill that we can use. It's called a striker. It's a strike everything amendment where we take one bill and simply put it into another. We let the Senate figure out what they want to do, and then it comes back to the House either for hearing or concurrence. So, I mean, it's one of those parliamentary procedures that we can still get the bill heard. And I'm, I'm so thankful to Senator Gail Griffin and to Senator Judy Burgess. Uh, I think they recognize the need for uh, changing the oversight of our university system. Well, if anything and happens, man, again, you got yet let me know. If anything happens today that's uh, interesting, that uh, well, that is newsworthy, please let me know. I just... Let folks know if they go to azleg.gov and click on Senate, they'll see a list of members. They just need to pick up the phone and call folks and say, look, we, we are demanding greater oversight of the university system beyond what uh, ABOR is doing today. What, what they're doing is just outrageous. Uh, real quick, uh, since I have you on the phone, uh, Doug Ducey, it's like keeping it kind of close to his vest. All of a sudden there's this big push to do all kinds of gun control or make things harder. As you know, not, none of what's good, you know, what Doug Ducey is being pressured to do or what he thinks he needs to do would, would have stopped the shooter. And again, we find out that uh, going back to September 2016, there were a school resource officer, other school counselors 
wanted this guy uh, forcibly uh, committed. It would have stopped him from buying a gun in the future, most likely. Um, so, again, it's nothing to do with gun, gun control. Everybody just seemed to drop the ball in Florida. Um, so, one, what do you, if you're hearing anything, what do you think about anything that Doug Ducey may do uh, in response to this? And two, in a story I saw from Capital uh, Times, Senator Lupe Contreras, Democrat from Avondale. You ever deal with Lupe? Yeah, I, knew, I know Lupe. Lupe said he wants to make sure the final decision on whether to put a police officer in schools it left the districts, not mandated by state. Uh, and then there's uh, Isela Blanc, Democrat Tempe. You ever hear Isela? Deal with Isela? She oh, said, oh, she sits right next to me oh, on the floor. She said the students do not want to see more guns on school campuses or yeah, even in the hands of police officers. Genius. You, you really want me to unload on that? I'll give you, I'll give you 30 seconds if you want because we're running late, but sure. Okay. I think... Uh... So first of all, where do you begin building relationships? You begin building relationships at school. And when uh, Representative Blanc said that on the floor, I was stunned that she she says the kids are afraid of police officers, so they shouldn't be in the schools. Interesting. We're going to wait until something goes wrong, and then we're going to call police officers. That doesn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. After being in the business for twenty, I was on the job for twenty-one years, and. Every single time I was a witness, a guy with a pen and a pad taking down information, I was a professional witness. So as far as what, what the government uh, law is only going to be as good as the, the competency level of the people who are enforcing it. And what we saw in Florida is a great study on why I believe that we need to have uh, a, a, a joint legislative hearing on violence and what triggers it. You can write law after law after law after law, but if you don't understand the root cause of what is triggering violence, you will ne- all you will ever do is pass legislation that is feel-good stuff that doesn't get to root cause. This is like throwing things against the wall and hoping something will stick. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. I think it makes a lot more sense to type this to talk to psychologists, to talk to the psychiatric community. Find out what are those things that are root cause that are causing our kids to kill. What that if it's just what if it's just bad people? I mean I mean look at it. How how many school shootings have there been? I mean it's been it, it's in the teens, right? Well, one would say too many. I, 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 I agree too, too many. many. I agree, but we have 320 million people. So, but here's the thing. Should we put more of an emphasis on, because if people are whacked, people are whacked. They knew this guy was nuts. They just all dropped the ball. So shouldn't we say, look, we could discover this all we want and analyze it, but if someone's bad, someone's bad, we have to have the capability to defend ourselves from someone that's bad. Well, I think that's why I want to go to root cause. If we understand what the root cause is, if, if we as a community go after violence and what's going I mean, look at domestic violence. That happens every single day. Yeah. That's not getting the attention it deserves. Okay, so what is the tr- what are the triggers? What is the root cause of domestic assault? But you think but here's what the is- thing, do you, do you think that government's going to be able to actually stop that? I mean, this this kid was just flat out nuts. Everybody said he was nuts for years. And you could discover well, it all you want, but nobody had the ability to protect themselves when a nut job goes crazy. Well, I again, I go back to this guy, I think you made the point very well earlier. This guy was called out as mentally unstable and needed to be evaluated. Yeah. And nobody had the chutzpah to go in and say, 
uh, this guy needs to be taken off the streets for a three-day evaluation. Even when the competent law enforcement officers were making the recommendation on what they were observing, whoever whoever was quarterback in that didn't have the testicular fortitude to do his job. You're right. Well, that, that, and that's what needs it's to happen. It, it, yeah, thank you. And by the way, you appropriated my culture by using the word chutzpah, but it's okay. I'll let that I one know. go. I just, I threw, I threw that in there just for <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, all right. Uh, all right. Stay in touch with me. Let me know. Call me later or text me or something. Let me know if something big happens today, okay? I appreciate it, man. All right. Very good, sir. Thank, thank you. you. That's a state rep, Mark Fincham. Uh, thank you so much for the time this morning. We're going to take a break and continue on KNST.